0: I want to mention as we're beginning to transition here, um, you may have noticed tonight, and this doesn't happen here, by the way, every single time that we worship. Uh, but there was a profound sense of the fear of the Lord in the room. Did you notice that? How many of you noticed that? Just put up your hand if you notice that happening. OK, right. So it's that the fear of the Lord. Now, that's one of the aspects or manifestations <laughs> of the spirit of God when he comes. In fact, Brandon read that at the beginning of our worship time. Do you remember what he said? He prayed that prayer out of the book of Revelation. Where a voice came from the throne saying, praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, small and great. Mm-hmm. We're, see, we're going to fear God in heaven. We're going to keep fearing God in heaven. That scene was describing heaven. We're going to fear him in heaven. Psalm nineteen nine, in fact, says that the fear of the Lord is clean. It lasts forever. That doesn't happen every time we worship. But I just want to. Invite you that's if that's your first time kind of experiencing something like that, don't be afraid. Continue to press in. The fear of the Lord is not to make you afraid of God, but it's just to cause you to be in reverence of his presence. Amen. Yeah. So we can receive that. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Hey.
1: There's one. That's on. All right. So welcome to Communitas. I in fear of losing control, I won't ask you to stand up. I don't know. I want you to hug somebody. So hug hug one person at least. Stand up. Uh, connect with them. Show them some love. Oh, man, I don't like this. Welcome to uh, Communitas. I'd love some more volume. Volume. Hey. So, uh, thank you for for uh, humoring me and hugging somebody. It uh, used to get made fun of as a child because I would hug everybody. I didn't know that it wasn't normal for you to hug people you didn't know. Um, but here it is normal, so that's all right. But we... Um, we welcome you. The love keeps going. All right. Hey, we're going to try something. If, if you can hear my voice clap once, if you can hear my voice clap twice. All right. Hey, that's good. Uh, Bible camp will teach you a lot of things about managing crowds of people. But all right. So tonight we... Uh, we want to welcome uh, anybody that's new. So if you're new tonight, we, we do this every time. Would you just raise your hand so we can just honor you and say, hey, yeah. welcome. Yeah. yeah, welcome to uh, Communitas. After the, after the meeting tonight, I will be um, upstairs in the, f- the living room, which if you go up these stairs and then the next set of stairs and keep walking until you find me. Um, that's a good indication of where the living room is. I'll, I'll get on the mic after after um, the service and after the ministry time and just say, hey, uh, I'm going to be upstairs. You should come meet with me if you want to talk uh, just about communitas. That's also a time we've been having our, our Holy Spirit, meaning if you have questions about the Holy Spirit and want to come talk and ask, um, yeah, revel in it, fist pump for the Holy Spirit. That uh, guy back there, he got it. But um, Or just come, and I love to talk about the history of of this place. I've been uh, here for a year and a half, and I love to talk about it like I've been here s- for eight years. But haven't been. Um. Online giving, we're not, we're not doing a, a, a donation tonight. But if you'd like to give, you can go to communitasmn.com. That's right there on the screen and set up. Uh, uh, we're, we have hit the electronic age. Paul has an iPhone now. He saw he showed <laughs> us off this morning, yeah. And the end, Andru- yeah, yeah. And so we, we're in the electronic age you want to give electronically you can give right there don't give me
2: yeah we'll get there um
1: we can do a seminar on saturday maybe an sos <laughs> tech savvy andy reingans can lead us in the sos on saturdays uh so prayer afterwards after the service um we're going to have a time for for prayer, for ministry, and we love to continue to have this place be a place where that can go on. There's going to be food upstairs if you want to run and get some food, uh, but but if you want prayer from, from somebody for something that's going on in your life, or, or just something that God moves in your heart here, or has been moving in you, or if you just want to receive a blessing from somebody, too, even, there's going to be people with on a prayer team up here with name tags on, you can come do that. Speaking of prayer, before the service tonight, some of you joined us for our prayer encounter time which is also up in the living room where I'm going to be tonight for the the newbie meeting. Um, And it's an an awesome time. We've been praying uh, a lot into the harvest tonight. We are uh, just encouraging one another, praying and thanking God for what he did in sending his son Jesus to die for us. Um, What a a wonderful thing we can do for, you know, 45 minutes is just praise him and and honor him. And so come to that time, too, if you can. It's awesome. Um, This Thursday, what's going on this Thursday, Thursday night? Yeah, right before All Saints' Day. But there's also uh, this thing called Halloween. And um, we celebrate. I got candy. But we. um, It's the. Yeah, it's the the largest. One of the largest holidays for the the Wiccan population, the occult, um, Satanism. And and so we're gathering here to pray on Thursday night, 7 to 9 p.m., uh, probably down here, just to pray for the night to intercede on behalf of. our S- our city, there's a uh, there's a, a large Wiccan population here in in Minneapolis, and so you can um, you can come. Along yeah, is it happening in the
2: garage? <laughs> <laughs> also, if anyone wants to come and take a break from prayer or pray outside, um, we're gonna give out candy so and little like uh booklets for the kids. So yeah. come to that.
1: Thank you. It'll be fun. It'll be an outreach night, too, then. We'll get, get those kids. Uh, ladies' Bible study's been happening every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. here at the ranch. Um, so if you're a, a lady and you'd like to come, uh, Martina and Jenny have been leading that, and it, it sounds like it's been going well. They're going through uh, spiritual warfare, spiritual armor, and you can come check that out. 7.30 uh, p.m., be upstairs tomorrow night, every Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah we've also been doing a... Uh, uh, we've been sending a... A clipboard around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> by, all right. A cli- there's a clipboard going around. What? <laughs> uh, Thursday mornings, uh, there's a group of guys that meet together at Overflow Cafe on University <laughs> Avenue. If, if you want to come, 730. We've been digging into the book of Ephesians. I'll tell you, in three weeks, we've managed to cover m- four, maybe five chapters. Five verses. Excuse me. That's right. Verses. So we're we're digging in. Um, if you want to come to that, that's sh- that's fun. But there's a, a city vision bus tour going on. We've been sending a clipboard around for it. Right. Um, y- you need to RSVP by tomorrow. And so if you get on it, look at it. There's a it's a it's an organization that will take you and give you information um, demographically about all the different religions that are in in the city, all the different cultures in the city, and what what's going on. And so it's a we're calling it a spiritual tour. It's fourteen dollars. Um, yeah. Brandon, I've done it. It's really good. That's what I've I... have done I it as well, huh. and it's awesome. Is it really good? <laughs> <Yeah. It's laughs> and uh, if enough people sign up, uh, it is going to be about $14, dollars and the price includes lunch. It'll be about four and a half hours with the lunch stop. So, um, But that'll be Sunday, November 17th, um, in the afternoon, since it includes lunch. Um, but, hey, uh, there's... Yeah. Who heads that up? Uh, in John John Mayer, not the artist, but <laughs> <laughs> um, we're we're gonna send a clipboard around. You can check it out, but um, it's an organization called City Vision. So John Mayer is the guy, and we're having a barn dance. I'm just gonna oh announce woo! that. Woo! Come on, that's awesome. We're gonna have fun. Last year we had two of them. That's how that's how much fun we had, and they're gonna be great. It's at the Hope Glen Farm. They've hosted us for uh, uh, many things in the last year, including a wedding this summer. Um, and and so we had two barn dances this last year, and, and we're going to have another one. That is uh, November 23rd, Saturday, um, 6, 630, 630, beautiful time. And Godtown, our friends John Tolo and, and the people over in Godtown are having a prayer for three days and three nights all around the clock, starting Thursday morning at 9 a.m., the address is located on the different sheets in the house. So we have an information hallway over here. There's usually one on the back door maybe. And then um, upstairs in a couple different places, you'll find just that this information sheet that I'm reading from. And then um, we have a couple people that we want to pray for. Is Brock here? I haven't seen him. Brock. <laughs> Brock. I'm very thankful. Brock is um, is going to Mozambique. For a year or more, do you just want to tell us just a little bit about what you're doing, and then we're going to pray for you quick and um if anybody that would like to pray for Brock would want to come up now as he's explaining and and then we'll just pray for him
3: yeah, so I'm going back um next Tuesday I leave um and i'll be going with iris global mm-hmm. um, so I've been there three times already or uh, sorry two times this will be the third time um I just really love the culture and. I think I really found just a really neat opportunity there. I'll be um, living with a family from Australia, and we'll be doing a base plant in northern Mozambique, pretty rural area. So, a lot of evangelism, church planting, and discipleship. Amen. And so, um, it's just really amazing because my two biggest passions are seeing the lost saved and um, really just seeing the youth revive. That's really my heart of those those high schoolers and junior hires and so cool. i really there's a lot of opportunity there for just discipling youth um just the way jesus did it and so that's really my heart so i'm really excited to get back there hey,
1: good. Yeah. Right. we're gonna we're gonna pray for him you guys that want to come lay hands on him with me you're welcome to and and uh if you just want to extend your hand in prayer or just pray for him um father God um, I thank you for Brock I thank you for the the humble heart that you've put in him uh, you have saved him and that has produced a humility in him that says God you are the one that has done all things he loves the grace of God um, and so I pray that you would pour that grace out on him even more um, as he positions himself to to do great work for you God that you would um, keep him in your in your love keep him in your um, your grace, as He does these great works with you, um, Holy Spirit, go with Him. I thank You that You are You are in Him, um, and that You would even be with Him to do great signs and wonders in in those places, Father. That He would bring Your kingdom in with His hands, with His love, being the hands and the feet of Jesus, and also bringing healing, God, and restoration. Um, even I just pray for you, Brock, that um, the Father would impart His fathering heart to you as you go and get those youth. Um, that you would bring them in uh, as as one that, that loves him tenderly.
2: Father, we just thank you that Brock walks in your peace, that he abides in your peace, and that the atmosphere changes as he goes into different places. We thank you for the Spirit of the Lord upon him. We thank you for the light that is inside him, Father. We thank you that you are the one who's leading him out, Father. It's an assignment from you. And we thank you for the healing that will happen. That we just pray for an increase of faith, a release of faith, God, that you are the God of the miraculous. Lord, that you love to see people healed. You love to touch their hearts and show them how important they are to you. And you love to vindicate the reality that Jesus is Lord. He's Lord over creation. And that he rules it with love. With love. And I I just pray, Father, for your love to just continue to flood Brock, and we ask for unity and blessing amongst the community that he's going to be a part of. Amen. God, we ask for favor, yes. and we just ask for revelation, for the spirit of revelation to work, that there be divine appointments that come forth. There be much fruit. I just thank you for the, the transformation that's going to happen in Brock's heart. Lord, it's going to be pulled, it's going to be challenged, and he's going to grow, and he's going to become more like Jesus. Because he goes on this trip I thank you for that Father God in Jesus name amen
1: all right thank you God and uh, we're going to pray for some some other people too right now we have uh, a team going down to ihop this uh, this week and Uh, we have another team of people. Uh, some of them are here that are going down to IHOP th- uh, this this weekend, and we'd like to pray for all of you if you come and want to come up and and just stand up here quick. And uh, maybe it's a good idea, maybe it's not. We'll, we'll just bring them up quick, and we'll pray for you. They're going down um, with Trinity Works. Is as this is the graduation party and uh, celebration trip for Miss Messenger Boot Camp that ended this last Saturday. This is. The trip that that they're going on, and they're going to be working with YWAM and IHOP KC, doing a uh, couple whole days of just continuous outreach and and loving the city of Kansas City. And so we just want to bless them. Um, a couple people want to join me. We'll just lay some hands. I'll pray for you guys. Um. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, Father God,
2: Father.
1: We thank you that, that uh, many of these people, got all these people have answered the call to go. Um, God, to be trained up in your ways. And we thank you that you have been building them up in you, God, and, and teaching them about intimacy with you, Jesus, that that above all things, like our brother Stephen told us when he came here, God, that, that all other things uh, apart from your love, um, receiving your love and giving your love, Jesus, would mean nothing. It uh, would be meaningless. I thank you that you have... Um, brought salvation to my brothers and sisters that are here and we thank you for that and we uh, we just pray your anointing on them as they head out um, on this trip God and what an adventure with you to go and support brothers and sisters in a city God that is seeing great things happen I pray that that your spirit would just bind together all the laborers that are coming together those from the the Chinese underground church God from YWAM from IHOP from trinity works god from all over um just as a just that, that, that this whole trip um uh, god this whole event and time just be a, a demonstration of your power of your glory and of your your love and intent not only for kansas city god let it let it be there for them but also just as a demonstration to this country god of what you're doing of your your banner being over them and it is love um it, that's the demand that you have god is your your love and thank you father
2: Father, I thank you for
4: this grip, Lord, that's going. Lord, you're sending them to my city, God. Uh, Lord, we just rejoice for the souls that are going to be saved.
0: It's your inheritance.
4: It's all about you, Lord. I thank you that you're anointing them with power and that they're going to go with love, God. Love, Lord, and the peace that transcends understanding. I thank you, Lord, that you're their covering. And I thank you, God, that you're sending a legion of angels with them, Lord. That great things will happen. That captives will be set free, God. That prison doors will be open, Lord. That there will be great rejoicing, God. And I thank you that you're going to give them an impartation while they're there, Lord. And that they're going to bring an impartation to the city, God. I thank you, Lord, for the cross-pollination of your kingdom, God, that's beautiful. That's all about you in Jesus' name.
1: Amen, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's good. Reese, you can stay up here. Stay up. Yeah, I
0: love it. Cool. Got it. Um,
1: Reese here, uh, who was just praying, is going to be speaking for us tonight. He's going to be sharing um, what God has put on his heart. He's a, a brother from who's, who's at IHOP right now. Is that right, Reese? Yes, sir. Yeah, and he uh, joined us a while back and now is here to be with us tonight. So I would, just, I would like to lay my hands on you and just bless you. And, and um, we'll make it quick because we want to get to hearing from the Lord. But thank you, Father. Uh, for being with us here tonight, um, that your spirit is is stirring us, and uh, I, I pray for Reese, God. I, I bless him in in his obedience to you, God, to to just to listen to you, and um, to follow your call and to lay it all down, um, and that he can he can testify, God, to to the reality that your your servant Paul talked about, your your son Paul um, talked about in saying that all things um, pair uh, just. Fail to compare in the, to the glory that, that awaits those that, that seek you out, God. Um, that The sufferings have nothing on the, the, the glory. Uh, we thank you for that in our brother Reese, and we, we pray that over tonight, God, that you would just release your, your love and your glory. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Right,
4: can I get situated before yeah. you that you want to stand or do you just want to rock it? Do you want a stand or do you want No, play? I need to hold and move I'll it around. Move stuff around. Cool. Cool. Let's, to do Let's see here. Let me get creative. Can I move that? Guitar? Yeah. yeah. Do whatever you want to do. They're going to be working. Be careful with that. Yeah, Reese. Oh, yeah. Do you want a stool? I just want to, yeah, I want something to be able to set my stuff on. There we go. Thank you. We're set. Thank you so much. Sorry. I totally just left you there, huh? That's okay. Thanks, brother. All right, Jesus. Let's, let's well, I'm not going to move too much around. This is a cool place to come into and get to talk to. I mean, for real. Like, I'm really honored to be here in this house, and um, thank you so much for inviting me in and giving me the opportunity just to share um, what the Lord has done in me, Paul. And and um, my prayers is that we can just leave a deposit here. And I'm just so honored to be here, and I just honor you and um, just the father that you are to this community. And um, I don't just say that from my experience is I go in different circles, Um, time and time again I hear that. And so um, you guys are really blessed here to be able to have someone who carries the Father's heart and a family, a family that opens up their home like this is so rare. And I've been a believer for, you know, 15 years now. And um, this is just awesome what you guys have here. Like, I mean, you guys know this, this is the Lord. (laughs) This is the Lord's heart, right? And so If you're trying to figure this out, like this thing about Jesus out in this journey with God, like you've come to the right place. I just want to tell you, I'm not kidding. This is awesome. You guys are so blessed. And so I want to just, uh, I just want to pray. And um, we already know Holy Spirit's here. We already know Jesus is here. This room is filled with angels right now. It's so awesome. But let's ask the kingdom for more. (laughs) Let's ask Jesus for more. Alright, so, Father, I thank you that we can come to you, Papa, (laughs) and that we get to ask for more all the time, and that you are so good, and that you are so kind, and that you are so tender. I thank you that we can call you friend, Jesus, that you are our friend that you are so close to us and that we are your family and that we can come to you with freedom and confidence father that we can run to you with boldness and we just give you praise tonight lord let your name that is above every other name tonight be glorified and magnified because this is all about you this is not about any man other than you Lord Jesus, this is about you. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, I ask that you, Lord, would reveal your nature tonight, yourself tonight, God. Holy Spirit, you are the best teacher ever. You are the best do what you do, what you love to do, what you've yearned to do, what is in your heart. And so we just lay ourselves down right now. We, each one of us, just pray this in your own heart. We just open up our hearts right now to you, to what you're wanting to do tonight. And we just say, our hearts are your stage. Have your way. Take, Father, whatever is in the garden of your heart and transplant it into our heart, Lord. We give you permission to dig up anything in our heart that doesn't belong there and to put light, to put truth, to put good soil in there, to till us up, to take away the stony stuff and to make us like you, (laughs) that we would reflect you. So have your way tonight. And I thank you for the anointing. I thank you. I thank you for angels. We just say, release the full company and canopy of angels in this place. Release your kingdom in a greater measure right now. Stir stir it up. We welcome you here. Minister here. Spirits of wind, go ahead and blow all through this room, and if we're your ministers of fire, make us really hot. (laughs) Just stir up a big fire in here. Let it be awesome for your glory. We love you, Jesus. Amen. All right, all right. So my name is Reese Hale, and I I have the privilege of uh, ah, <laughs> spending my life at the International House of Prayer <laughs> seeking the Lord's face, ministering to Him. It is, my, it is the greatest calling. It's IHOP, Kansas City. It is the greatest privilege of my life. And um, the Lord has done a lot of things. And I'm going to share a little bit of my story. But, but my assignment is to minister to the Lord. Even if the Lord moves me out of International House of Prayer, my assignment is to minister to him and learn how to love in this life. That's my number one thing when I face him. I just want him to tell him, Reese, you learned how to love. And so everything that I am is set towards that one thing, and it's him because he is love. It's not a concept. It's not an idea. It's a person, right? And I'm his son. And so, and I'm in his inheritance. And so are you. You are his son. He bankrupted heaven for you. He, he, he came down to earth and he said, I'm going to leave everything. And I'm going to become like you. So that way I can experience everything you experience. And I can understand what suffering is and what pain is. And I'm going to become the ultimate sufferer. I'm going to become the ultimate leader that shows you how to lead and how to serve. And it's called washing feet and loving and giving myself up. And I'm going to show you what it's like to deny myself and keep my eyes on the Father. And I'm going to show you exactly how to do this thing with me. And Jesus was that perfect. He was more than just a man. He was God that denied himself of his deity and totally worked straight to the Father and the Holy Spirit, just like we get to, and showed us that it's possible. And then he made it possible. Because of his blood and what he did for us. And so now we can go to God. We can go to the Father with freedom and confidence. Into the Holy of Holies whenever we want. Because of what he did. And we get to ride on the shoulders of Jesus for what he did for us. Isn't that awesome? It's not a fairy tale. It's not, a, it's not just a good story. Like this is for real. You guys have. Those of you that have said yes to Jesus. You have. God inside of you it is a great mystery it is the hope of glory it is crazy you guys it is insane but here's the thing what I want to talk about tonight is what is possible what is possible what is yours what is your inheritance and what Jesus talked about in the book of John and in John 14 he said I desire that the things That I did would also that you would do but even greater things than these they're yours in order that the father would be glorified in the son you know and it's and it's like they're trading places the son the son says father I want you to be glorified and then and the father says son I want you to be glorified and then but what he wants is he wants to share that glory with you and me because he gives it away that's who he is that's what family does That's what a good father does. He prepares the next generation. He prepares. If I was a father, I would prepare my sons and daughters. We have a great example of a father here. What Paul does, he mentors and pours into so many of you, and then he raises up the next generation to do it, and they get to ride on his shoulders. And and, and the idea and the concept is, whatever my ceiling is is going to become your floor, and we're going to raise you up. And that's what's happening in this generation. I think earlier somebody was praying about, you know, more, this, new, this generation that God's doing, new, he's doing a new thing. He's doing more. And it's because of the generation before us, he's created a ceiling for us, and now we've been up on their shoulders, and it's our new floor. And God's pouring out more because he's able to do more because we're coming more in agreement with heaven. And they've, they've gone through learning and understanding and coming into agreement and receiving those revelations, and now as a result, we're on that new floor. And we're able to receive more of that. Isn't that awesome? Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about love. Is that cool? We're going to talk about what the Apostle Paul, why he was such a crazy nut for Jesus. The guy was literally a walking scar. He was. Listen, he was, if we go to 2 Corinthians chapter. Second Corinthians eleven. Let's see here. I have a couple of Bibles up here because I like some of the different translations, and I just sold my iPad because I got engaged a couple of weeks ago and I needed money. <laughs> And i want to tell you about that. And, and, I'm going to, and I'm going to weave in some of my story as I go through this. Is that okay with you guys? Because I want you guys to know, I want to really bring in some practical application. Because it's one thing for, for, for me to stand up here and, and, and to preach about the concepts of God. But I want to tell you what, what he's done in my life. Because it's a testimony, right? And it's powerful. And it's about him and what he's done in me. And, and what I hope is that it, what, it stirs your heart. And we're able to stir up the truth within you and the gifts within you. And we're able to leave a deposit that takes you one step closer. You know? So, I mean, basically tonight, like a lot of times, like when you hear somebody preach, they're kind of like laying out a menu for us, like a smorgasbord of things that you can go and you can, you can eat. But, and you can study the menu all you want. But it's really your, your job and your responsibility to actually take that, to dig in, and then begin to eat it. Otherwise, you're just studying the menu and you're becoming connoisseur of menus. Like the guy who goes to the conference, I love conferences and I love preaching and teaching, but we actually have to take the menu that they're displaying before us and it's cool to study it and hear it, but you got to take it and begin to eat it. You with me? Holy Spirit will help you do that. And what he wants to do is interact with you as you're eating that and he wants to do it with you. It's partnership with God, it's relationship with him, and it's about love and becoming a lover. It's about being the beloved and loving your beloved back. You know, I am my beloved's, and my beloved's is mine. Song of Solomon, I think it's chapter 5 or 6 that it says that. It actually says it a few different ways, but I won't go into that right now. But uh, if we look at this, this verse that I want to talk about, these verses here in 2 Corinthians 11, we know that I'm going to go and talk about 2 Corinthians chapter 5 some because the apostle the apostle Paul he does such a, an amazing job of telling us why he was crazy why he was consumed and we'll take a little bit we'll take a look at some of the greek but in in what it really meant and why he was so consumed but let's look at his life for a second and what this what this man went through we know that he was set apart and he was going to uh, I think he was he was set apart to be a part of the Sanhedrin I mean this guy was like the Jew of Jews, right he was the guy that stood there and and said it's a good thing when he saw Stephen get stoned right and and so then we know what happened to him as he was on the road to Damascus he has this crazy experience and Jesus said to him, Paul, why do you persecute me you know and then then the, he ends up getting blind and then he has the whole deal with ananias and and uh, I think it was Ananias and then he's able to uh, and then he goes and he prays for him and he can see the scales falls from, falls from his eyes. And he has 14 years about learning from the Holy Spirit and learning from Jesus kind of on his own. And then he becomes this guy who wrote the, uh, a good chunk, a huge part of the epistles and what we have in the New Testament. So it's pretty awesome, but let's look at what happened to him in his life and what kind of what he went through. So I'm going to read this real quick. Let's see here. Maybe I'll just kind of do this. Okay, so it says in, in verse 20, starting in verse 23, he says, um, I've worked much harder. I've been in prison more frequently. I've been flogged more severely. I've been exposed to death again and again. Five times, check this out, five times he's been flogged more severely. If you guys actually go through and you learn what, it, what somebody actually went through when they were flogged and the pain that they went through, it was excruciating and intense and heinous. I mean, this man literally was a walking scar just because of the floggings that he had received, just the five five floggings. But this is just the beginning, you guys. He's been exposed to death again and again. I've received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. All right, hang on. I have never been shipwrecked. I've never been flogged. I've never been stoned. I've not gone through any of this. This is really intense. This guy could have, he could have pulled the plug and he could have gotten offended with God and said, Father, look, I've given up my life to you. You told me to go to Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, and I'm going. And look at what you're doing to me, right? And a lot of the times in our lives, like as we begin to experience some pain, a lot of times, like we're ready to pull the eject cord and say, peace out, Lord, thanks a lot. Why did you do this to me? And I'm going to tell you, when when I get into this, I'm going to tell you my story about when I started to pull the eject cord and what happened to me. And then I'm going to talk about the goodness of God and how he brought me back through this. But let's keep looking at the Apostle Paul, okay? So he says, I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews. I've been in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger in the sea. The guys has been in a lot of danger. In danger from false believers. I have labored, I have toiled, and have gone without sleep. Even from false believers, he's been in danger. I've labored and toiled without sleep again. I've read that twice. And I've known hunger and thirst, and I've often gone without food. I've been cold and I've been naked. Oh my goodness, this guy has been through it. And besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Now here's what's crazy. Now this guy's eyes are not on himself. He's really encountered something. He's saying, okay, so I've pretty much been left for dead. Like I've gone through all this crazy stuff that... Most people would never dream of going through, like, if anybody had gone through one of these things, they would be on Oprah the next day, I'm telling you. Like, it would be a big deal. Like, it would be publicized all over the world, right? Like, but this guy has gone through so much. I mean, it is crazy. But his eyes are not on himself. His eyes are on the church. It's on the body. It's on people like you and me, the ecclesia, the bride. That's where his eyes are, and that's where his heart is. It's on the church. Who is weak, I do not feel weak. He says, I don't feel weak. So let's go ahead and, and let's let's transition and let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Because he uses, he uses some real strong language earlier in the chapter. And I think there's there's some good connection here. If you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he's talking to the people about. What what has happened to him and why he is the way he is. And if you get into 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I mean, there's so much meat here. There's so many great teachings that can come out of this section. But we're going to focus on, on Paul talking about being beside himself. If you go to 2 Corinthians 5.13, he said, For if we are beside ourselves, it's for God. Or if we are of sound mind, it's for you. Okay, so... That word beside himself, it, I, I'm going to butcher, I'm not a Greek scholar, okay? I, my background's in business psychology, but I love to learn, and so I, I want to understand the Greek. And so it's, it's where we get the word ecstasy or ecstatic, and some of you might even know what the actual Greek word is. It's eksteme. And so it, it means like to be out of your mind. It means to be like almost in another world, <laughs> you know? It means to be... To, He's just absolutely beside himself. He is, and he says, if I'm beside myself, it's because God's done something in me that is so absolutely magnificent. This comes out of me. And it's coming out of me back to God. But he's going to tell us in the next, and, he, and, he, and then he's saying, if, if I'm making any kind of sense, it's for you guys. Because I want you to know uh, that I can at least somehow try to connect with you. But I'm out of my mind. I am out of my mind. I'm in pure ecstasy because of what's happened to me. So keep in mind, this is something that he's saying is possible. It's possible for you as sons and daughters and as followers of Jesus. I want you to begin to put yourself. This is what, where we start talking about identity in Christ. That we can be people that are out of our mind. We can be people that can be in this ecstasy and beside ourselves. Now, and then he's, he's going to tell why in 14 here. He says, for the love... Of Christ compels us, because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. Alright. That word compels. This is a real interesting word. In the Greek, it's Suneko. And what Suneko means, it, it means that he's a prisoner. It means that he's being held captive by love. Okay, that sounds that could almost be something that could feel offensive, like Okay, so love's going to, I'm going to be held captive by love. Now, here's the thing. I just got engaged last week to to my beautiful future bride. Her name's Katie. I would do anything to pursue Katie's heart. If Katie was on the other side of the earth right now, I would go get her if I had to go get her. You know, I drove a a couple months ago, I drove 850 miles from Kansas City to Wyoming and. I just wanted to drive faster because I couldn't wait to see her, and it made the drive really great because if you've driven 850 miles across the state of Nebraska and across Wyoming, it is the boringest place in the world to drive, (laughs) and I love Nebraska because that's where Jesus led me to the, I came to Jesus in Nebraska, but I'm telling you, I didn't want to be there, I wanted to be with her, and I would do anything, I would do anything and so I, I was a prisoner of my love for her, and I would go anywhere. And at this point, I would go anywhere to go get her. If, if somebody has a son or a daughter, a lot of times, you'll hear them say, I would do anything for my child. I would do anything for my son or my daughter. Like, I would go, I would go get them. I would bail them out. Have you ever heard somebody say, I would give my life for my child? There's people that give kidneys for their relatives, right? You know? There's people who give up things that they have, you know, living, working really hard in their life so their children can have something better and something greater. You know, that's the Father's heart. That's the way God works. He gave it up. But Paul's saying, I'm a prisoner of this love. Okay, now here's the thing. If we go to, if we go to Ephesians chapter 3, he says this. I pray that you would know how wide and long and high and deep as the love of Christ, and you would know this love that surpasses knowledge. All right, hang on a second. He's telling us something here, and this, is what, this relates to what he's saying. He's saying there's something available, you guys. There's something out there that God is giving. There's something that he wants to put in us. There's something he wants to do in us that is from him that I can't learn, in a, I can't learn it from reading a book. I can't learn it from going to Cambridge University for going to Yale or any other prestigious Ivy League university. I just can't get it from a book. I have to get this from God and he wants me to receive it and he's inviting me into something. I'm telling you guys, he's inviting each one of you into something. Listen, I know this for a fact because King David said it in the Psalms, in Psalm 139, one of my favorite Psalms. King David said, look, he saw me when I sat down. He saw me when I got up this morning. You know my innermost thoughts. Now, that's just not for David. That's for you. We're talking about the God of the universe who has no limitations. He's not like our earthly parents that only have so much bandwidth, you know? Like, I'm really excited in Kansas City because, I mean, all of you guys probably know about Google, right? We got this new thing called Google Fiber that's a thousand times faster than any other internet in the world. We got it in Kansas City. A thousand times faster. I love that bandwidth that I'm going to have with that. But God has no limitation. He's way faster than Google Fiber. Okay? So he sees you and he knows you personally and he knows you intimately. And it's not like he's just kind of like looking out in the celestials and over all that he created and and, and he's kind of like, well, I, I kind of know that guy right there. I kind of know Mama Brown just a little bit. No, 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 no. Like his eyes are on her right now. He knows her thought. He knows the secrets of her heart. I can pick on her because I'm staying with her, right? And she's, she's, my, she's one of my, my mamas that the Lord's given me. But, but like, he saw her this He, like, knows all the thoughts that she's thought through throughout the course of the day. We have to make this personal. So this is where we begin to get in some of the stuff that Paul talked about in, in places like Romans, where he talked about being transformed by the renewing of your mind, by truth. And so when people say, when you hear, like, somebody talk about, like, Use language like you need to meditate on truth. This is some of the truth we want to meditate on that has to do with our identity that connects us with love. Because, like, I don't think, like, it's not natural. It hasn't been natural for me to think about, like, oh, God really knows me. But when I begin singing him and actually really believing when I'm singing to him, like, he loves, like, I can't sing, so I'm not going to. And I've heard you're not supposed to in speaker. But, like, he loves us, you know. Oh, how he loves us, you know? I can sing a little bit. I sing in college. I'm not in men's glee. But, but like when I'm actually singing it, you know, I can actually believe it and sing to him. Like because he's a real, you know? Like your minds are really powerful. You know, you guys can dream and you guys can visualize him, him there. Like sometimes a great worship leader will say, you know, look it right into his eyes right now. Like, look, look right into his eyes of fire. Look into his eyes of love right now. Like, connect with, connect with him. Because sometimes, it's not, it's not religious. Like, if you guys remember, when Jesus was talking to all the Pharisees and the Sadducees in, the, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and he was, he was like, you brood of vipers, you know? And like, in, in, um, <laughs> in, in, uh, and John was doing the same thing, you know, right before Jesus came, you know, John the Baptist, you know, yelling at them. He's like, no, turn and keeping with repentance, produce work and keeping with repentance. You know, he was like, look, you guys are like whitewashed tombs. I don't want you just to go through the motions. I want you to clean the inside cup and like your motive is everything inside of your heart. You know, and we get new motive when we get him, when we begin to meditate on him, when we're going to sing with him and connect with him. And Holy Spirit, the good, the amazing teacher, he begins to transform us inside but we have to engage with him and invite him in. And so when you guys, like, think about it. Like, he's real. Like, when you engage with your, when you go out with, like, one of your friends, you know, you guys go out to eat, like, it's a good time to be able to sit down and, like, go eye to eye and have a con, like, actually talk about what's going on. You can talk about surface stuff, but how many of you guys love it when somebody goes in and begins talking about you and, like, I really want to know where you are. Like, how are you? You know, like, you know what? I see this thing about you. Like, I see the fact that I just think you, that you are uh, such an amazing writer. And I, and I love the depth of your heart. Like, I love it when you really talk to me about those in-depth things. You are such an amazing friend. Mm, wow. Listen, you guys. God wants to do that with us. And he wants, to t- he wants us to talk to him about the truth that is here, you guys. This is like, here's the great thing about the test of life, you guys. It's an open book test. Right? It's an open book test, you guys. And it's just, it's, 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 it's and, and with Jesus, you guys, every time where He gives us like a little new thing that we're, that we're being tested in, like a little new thing that He's wanting to teach us and do in us, you know, it's only, we, we get to do it again and again and again until we pass it. And He's always willing to take us through it again. It's awesome, you guys, because such a good Father. So here's the thing. So, when you look at what love is, and I know I'm kind of moving around, but I want you guys to get concepts and I want you guys to get deposits that you can take with you, okay? So, I'm going through a lot. If you're trying to take notes, like, you're gonna get lost. So, concept. So, love, think about it. Love is patient, love is kind, love is. It's not envious, it doesn't boast. It keeps no records wrong, right? I mean, if we just go through that thing. But one of the first things is it, it is patient. So guess what? He's really patient with you. So, so listen, if you're in a... I know this for a fact. I know some of you guys have been beating yourself up over feeling like you're not measuring up to the Lord right now. Some of you are right now. Knock it off. He's not beating you up because he's patient. Because he's love. He's not like... I'm going to go down and smote you right now, and I'm going to go and take this ball of fire. No. Like, he's patient with you right now. Now, maybe do you need to, to like, I mean, do we need to, if we're, if we're like, in some, some serious sin, is that okay? Absolutely not. But he's patient, and he wants to help you out of that. So, he literally, he's extending his hand, and he's saying, I want to give you a way out, because there's always a way out. And there's my truth, and there's my love to help you out of it. And that's what's going to help you out. But he doesn't come and browbeat you. He doesn't come and say, listen, you're not, you're not working hard enough. You're not doing enough. you got to do better. Like he doesn't, Jesus, when we look at the example of Jesus, when, when we saw the woman by the well, he could have attacked her for her life. You know? Like he could have gone through and he just could have torn into her. He knew every secret of her heart. You know? But he was so tender and kind. When the woman was up on the Temple Mount and the Pharisees dragged her up, they drug her up there and they accused her of prostitution. What could Jesus have done to her? What no? He said, listen, you who've sinned, cast the first stone. If anybody had the right to stone her, it was him. But he didn't stone her, you guys. He was so compassionate. He says, Woman, where are your accusers now? So when you're beating yourself up, when you're rejecting yourself, knock it off. He's not beating you up right now. He's extending his hand of love and he's patient and love is what's going to help you out. It's his kindness. Listen to me. It's his kindness that draws you to repentance. We love because he first loved us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God so loved you. you've maybe heard a speaker say it before. Put your name in it. God so loved... Reese, God so loved you. It's true. These realities that I'm talking about, what if Apostle Paul would have stayed in the past and continued to beat himself up for what happened with Stephen? He could have done that, and he could have beat himself up for missing it and for for how how he had been beating on the apostles and beating on the work that they had done and beating on all of that. But no, he encountered love, and he said yes to love, and he responded to love. And you can respond to love. So many of us get caught staying in the place of God. Thank you for forgiving me. But we don't understand the value of who he's forgiven. And he shows us the value by who he sent himself. He bankrupted heaven and gave everything. So if he gave everything, how much value does that say that you are? You're valuable to him. You are so valuable. In fact, it says his thoughts about you are more than the pieces of sand that cover the earth. No, you need to meditate on that for a while. And I laugh too, dude. Like, because it's so real. It's so good. It will set us free. And that, when I begin to do that, when I know how much I'm loved, and I begin to think about that sin, I can go to the truth. It gives me, okay, I can start here. I can start here. And I can begin to go to the, tr- go to the truth and be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Okay? And I can, I can renew my mind By going here. So what I need to begin to do, the Apostle Paul, he started to come into agreement. I'm going to give you three things to really begin to walk this out. Because we need these things. Because it's one thing to get concepts, but we like practicals. And I want to give you some practicals. So one of those practicals, it's agreement. Set your mind on the things of heaven. Right? Be transformed by the the renewing of your mind. I think it's um, Colossians 3.2 set your mind on the things above romans 12 2 be transformed by the renewing of your mind a lot of us a lot of you guys where you're getting caught right now in your journey is that your talk your self-talk what you say to yourself it's not the way god talks to you listen i'm going to say something you guys need to hang on to you cannot afford to have a thought about yourself that god doesn't have about you i'm going to say this again you cannot afford to have a thought about yourself that God doesn't have about you. Amen. So many of you, you've been caught here. And you're like, I'm not worthy. <laughs> His blood says you're worthy. Let me tell you a story. So I'm in my room two and a half years ago. I'm in St. Louis. And I was really struggling, you guys. I had, I had, encountered, I had this crazy encounter with God back in 2008 in my room. And... Uh, and he spoke to me and he told me that he was going to transition my life. A year later, I ended up selling my business. We had grown our business to, uh, to a couple million dollars. And, uh, and, I, and I, was just, I was just so hungry for real love and I was living, living in a veneer. I was living behind my success and I really, really wanted to be married. And I was really offended by God because I was offended at God because I thought, Lord... For the last 10 years, I've been following you. I've been doing this church thing. I've been leading small groups. I've been, I've been doing it, God. I'm like doing the thing. But I hadn't encountered love. Like I, I, I had encountered love to a degree, but I hadn't agreed with it. Does that make sense? So I had encountered like truth, but I hadn't aligned my mind with it. And so I would continue to think about these things that he hadn't given me, and I allowed offense to rule my heart instead of taking offense to him because he can handle it. Do you know King David was like, it's biblical to complain. Did you guys know that? Now, it's much better to give thanksgiving. Like, I would much rather walk out Psalm 100 and enter his courts, you know, in his gates with thanksgiving and praise. Hallelujah. Like, that's the best thing to do when you start to grumble. But like King David shows us, like, he was the complaining man. And then he would come back and start praising the Lord after he got out. But at least he was complaining to the one who could handle it. And and he was complaining to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords who already knew that it was in his heart, and at least he was being relational. Because a lot of times we we live in the endemic world, like we do what Adam did, and we go and we hide from God. But King David showed us that we didn't have to hide from God with our junk, that we could actually take our sin, our junk, and our shame to him so we could come to him versus running from him. You guys with me? So you can run to him. You can run to him. And we can complain to him and, and let him begin to renew our mind and, and with the truth. And actually we're encountering the Holy Spirit and it will change us from the inside out. Because that encounter will begin to do something. Because we're inviting him. That's relationship. I bet when I marry Katie there's going to be days where I can com- complain a little bit. But at least we're, we're, we're having communication. Because one of the worst things to do in a relationship is not have communication. That's right, yeah. And so I want to give you permission today. And God wants to give you permission to open up the lines of the communication at some level. But what he wants to do is, he wants to begin to transfer your mind and give you the mind of Christ. He doesn't want you just to stop at complaining. He wants to to take you into something that he's made fully available to you. It says that you have all of the glorious riches in Christ Jesus in Ephesians chapter 1. You know? All. Not a little bit. You don't get just a little bit of the Holy Spirit. Like, it's not like you work your way up and you get like junior Holy Spirit, and then you get like, okay, now I'm going to get like senior Holy Spirit, You know, collegiate level Holy Spirit, now I get the doctorate Holy Spirit. It doesn't work that way, you guys. You get the Holy Spirit. You get the whole thing. The whole, you get all of God in you. And then we walk it out, and it's called the journey. And it's called a walk. And what he wants to do is he wants to bring us into mature love. He want, and he brings us into maturity as we go. And the way that he does it is typically through trial. So here I am in my life. I'm in this trial. I'm building this business. I'm alone. I'm not totally agreeing with everything. I'm crying out to God, and God encounters me in 2008. And I get filled with the Holy Spirit in my room. And all of a sudden, I start speaking and blurting in tongues, and I didn't believe that that was true or real. <laughs> so now he breaks my whole paradigm. I heard the internal audible voice of the Lord. And I had read some C.S. Lewis, so now I'm thinking I'm, it's either the Lord, I'm a liar, or I'm a lunatic, right? <laughs> and, and so it was the Lord. He encountered me. And I took off my shoes and socks and laid prostrate before the Lord and trembled before him for about half an hour. And I have this crazy encounter. And I don't know what to do with it. Well, here's what happened. So then I began to, to go to IHOP and I begin to learn about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the things that are available. But I wasn't encountering the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And the fruits of the Holy Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Depending on what version you're reading. That's kind of why I was going slow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. No. Um, So, there are. Holy Spirit, help me. Where were we? So, I'm, I'm in this struggle. Thank you. I'm in this struggle. In, I'm in this struggle in my life. It takes humility. God resists the proud. Gives grace to the humble. Hallelujah. I need help a lot. Um, so, here I am, and I start going through, realizing I have all these issues, and that I'm really wounded from my life, and that I need a hospital. How many of you guys know that, like, the church is an army, right? Like, we are an army. You guys are a part of an army. But also, it's a hospital, right? And I really needed the hospital part of the church. And yes, I needed, like, to learn, and I needed the teaching, which also is with the church, and it's also a family. But, like, I needed the hospital. So I started going to Christian counseling every week, some weeks twice. And I would get out of my, I would go, and I had Doug. I called him my rent dad because I'd pay him, like, 100 bucks an hour, you know? <laughs> And I would talk to him, and I needed a father in my life. And uh, that's why I said you guys are really blessed to be here in this place because you guys have so much wisdom in this place with so many people that are leaders, right? And so I didn't have that so much. And so I went to Doug, and he helped me to begin to walk through a lot of my issues and my problems. And I would get out, and I would start screaming when I would get in my car, and I would just cry out to God about the pain and realizing that I was so broken and wounded and that I had lived behind, and I was such a liar. Like I was, I would, I was living behind this facade, but I was crying out to God to say, Lord, break it down because I don't want it. I just want you. So one day, uh, this was a couple year process. As I started to go through it, I went from bad to worse. I started smoking pot. This is about maybe three years ago. I started smoking pot every night, you guys, so I could sleep. I got depressed and I got put on Lexapro. I wasn't dealing with, with this vertically with God. I wasn't taking, I was not doing what I just suggested to you with David. I wasn't taking my complaints to him all the way, and I wasn't giving him my burdens. I kind of would, but not really. I wanted to, it was like part of me was hanging on to them. And some of you have really been hanging on to a lot of your burdens, and he really says, I'm enough. I'm really good. I'm a really good father. Because goodness is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. He's not going to abandon you. And some of us have wounds where we've been abandoned. And I had been abandoned. And so I thought the Father was going to abandon me. You know? But he, and I thought, I thought that he had rejected me because of the things that I was doing. But he doesn't reject. He extends his hand. And so if you're feeling rejected and abandoned from the Lord, one of the things you can do is you can go and you can agree with the truth. Say, Father, I thank you that you've not rejected me. I just break that lie with you. I just, I just agree with you that you've accepted me fully. Your blood says that. Your blood says that I'm valuable. I thank you that you'll never abandon me because your word says that you'll never leave me or forsake me. So I can stand on that. That's what Paul's talking about, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I believe during this 14-year period, not only did he have this encounter with Jesus, but I believe he's going through a lot of these things during this year when we don't know really what's going on, when Paul's kind of hiding out. I think the Lord's maybe taking him through some restoration. How, was it instant? Did some people go through like this power encounter with Jesus, and they go through the one-step process? Absolutely. I want that. Let's go for that, yes. But let's also, he wants to walk with us and show us who he is, because then we have a testimony when we walk through it you know we can have the testimony with the one step process which is awesome but we also get the process of walking through it so god begins to 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 heal me so one day i'm on my knees and i had just i had sold my business i'd been working in sales consulting for a couple years and what happened was i i had had enough and i'm on my knees again and i'm crying out to god and i'm saying lord i don't care if i'm married I don't care if I have an awesome job. I don't care how much money I make anymore. All I want is you. I just want love. All I need is you. All I need is you. And I'm just crying out. And by the way, you guys can cry out to him. He can handle it. He wants you to. In fact, the scriptures tell you to. Cry out to him. Cry out to him in the secret place. And if you don't do that, try it. I dare you. I dare you. Do it. Because he'll encounter you. I guarantee it. At least, and then we begin releasing the angelic all around us when we're crying. I'm telling you, it goes crazy. Something happens and something gets broken. And it's beautiful, and some of us need that, and He loves it. So, as I was doing that, I was saying, God, I just need you. All I want is you. And as I was doing that, He, he came in and encountered me. And so, part of that is there's this participation that begins to go on. And so, we need to begin to participate. With God is we're doing that and he's participating with us and we begin to encounter So I don't have a whole lot of time, but I want to hit one more thing that began to happen So after that happened, I realized that I wasn't doing something. I wasn't remaining in his love Jesus says in John chapter 14 15 16 and 17. He talks about remaining in his love He says I'm going to give you a helper and he's going to tell you all things just as I have loved you, I want you to love me and I want you to remain in my love. If you love me, you'll obey me. There's like the synonymous thing that begin. there's these things that begin to happen. And so when we remain in his love, we are in the truth, we're in the word, we spend time in the word, we spend time with the family, we spend time transforming, renewing our mind, we spend time singing, we thank him, we can even grumble to him a little bit, and that's What remaining in his love is, it's having relationships, being connected with him. It's staying at the heart, and it's walking through these things with him. And it means that when we're in trial, we don't pull the ejection cord. See, I was at a point to where I was starting to pull the eject cord, and I was like, God, I don't think I can handle this. God, I think I'm disqualified. He doesn't say that, though. That's a lie. None of you are disqualified because of the stuff that you've done. None of you are too far away from the hand of the Lord. He said to Sarah, when he told her that she was going to be pregnant, he said, look, you're going to be prego. You're going to have a baby. And she's like, you're crazy. And he says, look, nothing is too, nothing's impossible for the Lord. And guess what? Sure enough, she had Isaac, right? Sure enough, nothing is impossible for the Lord. Listen, you guys, I have seen miracle after miracle after miracle. You know, we, we see the healings, like stage four cancer healed. Watch stuff a girl's arm grow out five inches right in front of my face like that stuff's really cool, but the internal stuff that happens in your heart he's really wanting to do that more than anything because i don't want to i don't want to sound mean, but it's it's good it would be much better to walk into heaven maimed than to walk into hell maimed right now i'm not saying that I'm not, I'm not trying to come down with thunder and saying anybody's going there in here. Um, but the key, the key thing is we know that people are. And we know that people are unless they say yes to Jesus. Yeah. And he says to the, he says to, um, the, the Ephesians in Revelation 2.4, he says this. He says, come back to your first love. He's like, I love all the work that you do. Like some of you guys are trying to work really hard, like trying to earn his love right now. Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. He loves you so much. You don't earn his love. He he told us to remain in his love, and he says, come back to your first love. Your greatest ministry is him. It's your greatest ministry. I started this by telling you that it's my life vision to love him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I want to encourage you, that's your greatest ministry. It is your greatest ministry. I don't care if you're an accountant. Your greatest ministry is to love him. And even if you're an accountant, God has, I wish I had another hour because I would talk about how that's your ministry. And how that is so important to his heart. And how that moves his heart for you to do that job. But how that also moves your, most of all, he wants you to stay connected and you are a minister. You are a, you are a, it's a kingdom of priests and kings. But listen, you guys. He says, he says to these guys, I'm going to remove your guys' lampstand unless you come back and do the first work. You know what the first work is? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then to love your neighbor as well as yourself. And just as we saw Paul not focusing on himself and focusing on the church, he was so filled with so much love that he had the capacity to love everybody else around him. Are you guys with me? And that's what begins to happen. It's awesome. I'm crunched on time, and I don't like it right now, because I just think we're just starting to get someplace. We are. But you guys, this is fully available. This love is fully available, and you can remain in his love. Remain in his love. And then the third thing that I'm going give to you, give you is you can walk out love. You can walk out love. We, we have to do it. It's, it's actually an action. And, it's, and so, like, we agree with love. We participate in love as we remain in it. And then we're obedient. We walk out love. And we're going to walk it out together as a family. If you've been really isolated, you guys need each other. You guys need this place. Yeah. You guys need to share your burdens and, and carry our burdens with one another. You know? And so Jesus gives us the capacity to be able to do that with one another, and then we can hand it over to him. He'll never give you more than you can handle. It's the scripture. It's the, this is the gospel, you guys. This is the gospel. The gospel is not a point. It's who we become because we become like him. We become transformed like him. The reflection the image of Christ Jesus, and he desires that we become mature and complete and we need each other. We need each other. That's why it talks about the five-fold ministry in Ephesians chapter 4, you know, and it's unto us becoming mature and complete, not lacking anything. And then when we're going through these trials, when we feel like we're getting offended towards him, we can take that, and we can share those burdens with one another, and we can keep one another in line. And we can point one another back to him and say, he can carry this for you. He's just, he's allowing, he's allowing this right now because he loves you so much because he wants you a mature love because he wants to give you your inheritance because he's seeing eternal. That's why it says, keep your mind on the things above, not on the temporal things, the things of the earth of the temporal things, they're going to vanish where moth and rust can destroy. Like this body that I'm in right now, it's going to disintegrate into dust but I'm going to get a new one. And so are you, if you've said yes to Jesus. Let's walk out this journey together in love, focusing on him, being transformed by the renewing of our minds, coming in agreement, remaining in him, and walking it out. We can do this. You can cast your burdens on him, and there will be nothing that you won't be able to overcome, because you are overcomers. It says that you are more than a conqueror. Those of you who say, I I can't do it, he says the opposite about you. He says, no, you're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. You can do this. If you don't think you have the capacity, awesome. Jesus is going to be magnified in your weakness. That's great. It's an opportunity for him to show up and empower you because you have all the glorious riches in Christ Jesus. He doesn't rehold any good thing from you because you're his child. So stop lying and come in agreement with the truth. Break the agreement with the lie. The enemy swirls all around us. And he tries to speak and whisper it. That's why it's so important for you to spend time in the scriptures and to speak it over yourselves. It says, speak psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to one another, building one another up, right? Keep unity to the spirit through the bond of peace. One body, one spirit, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father who's overall through all and all. We keep you this unity together. You guys have a beautiful family. Take advantage of what God's given you here in this house and walk together. You guys can walk this love out. You guys can do this. So, tonight, um, what, I, what I just want to encourage you: there's some probably some things that I've that, that Holy Spirit has struck in your heart. There's probably a chord that He struck. There's probably one or two things that He's speaking to you, and I want you to ask Him right now, Holy Spirit: What are a few of the things? Like ask in your heart right now, Holy Spirit: What are a few of the things that that has been spoken tonight? Where you're wanting to touch my heart? Where are you wanting to touch my heart? Where are you wanting me to break agreement with a lie and come into agreement with you? What is the truth that you're trying to reveal? Because you tell me that when I know the truth, it will set me free. And you guys are worthy. You're worthy of being free because His blood said that you were worthy. And that's what he told me that day. When he told me, Reese, all you have to do is lay yourself down. And I'm telling you, all you have to do is lay yourself down. And he made me get down in a position and lay on my back. And he says, I want you to lay down in the position of a crucifix and say that you'll crucify your life. You'll lay down and you'll die. Some of you need to die to yourself. Some of you need to die so that he can raise you up into your new life. And you take off your old self. This is what it is to be a Christian. This is that we die, we take off the old self, and you die, and you put away the old self, and you come up. And you put on the new self. You put on Christ. So what is that thing he's telling you to put on tonight? It's one step at a time, you guys. It's not always all at once. It's a process, and it's awesome, and he loves this process. Just like a child who's little tiny, who's, a, who's, a go, who's an infant, who's crawling, who's learning to walk. I've never seen a parent yell at their kid and say, you stupid kid, why did you fall down again? They always say, come on, you're awesome, you're beautiful, come on, you can do it. Come to daddy, come to mommy. Father's there right now, he's looking at you. He's saying, come to me, you're doing it. Get back up again, you can do this. I believe in you, you're so beautiful to me, I gave everything for you. You are my beloved, and I am yours. Ask yourself what it is. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come and convict hearts right now, to touch hearts, to minister to hearts tonight, to set people free. Holy Spirit, you are the one who convicts us and tells us all truth. I thank you for that. Let freedom move here tonight. Thank you, God. If you know that there's something that you've really been in agreement with that is a complete lie, that you've had trouble getting free of, and you know tonight God's saying, I want you to give this to me, my beautiful son, my beautiful daughter. Give this to me, and I'm going to give you something. It's called my love. It's peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, I want to give you that. I want to give you the fruit of my spirit, and you give me that thing you've been hanging on to. We're going to do a divine exchange tonight. If you know you need a divine exchange tonight from the Lord, and you want to get one of the fruits of the spirit, and you want his love, I want you to, re- to, to be willing to come up and to receive some prayer tonight. And we'll have the prayer team come up, and we'll pray over you, and we'll ask God to meet you. We'll lay hands on you, and we'll ask for divine exchange tonight. If you know you want divine exchange. So Lord, I thank you for divine exchange. I thank you for freedom, God. We're not in a hurry. He's not in a hurry. Tonight is a night of divine exchange. Receiving the things of God and giving Giving over the things that have kept us. He desires so much for you to come into your destiny, to come into love, to come into freedom. He paid for it. It's free. Jesus, thank you. It's free. We're going to transition into a time of prayer. You don't have to hurry. You don't have to run. Let's wait on the Lord. Lord, I ask that you release the angelic ministering spirits here.